Um, anyway, I think that Rachel Maddow made me sick. <laughs> and I'm really pissed about it. Yeah, no, she sucks. Because I've been watching her videos and now I feel ill. Yeah, I was like, when I first started this process, I was like, I'm going to watch so many of her videos. Like, I'm going to go through each of them with a fine tooth comb. I had like a billion tabs up and I made it through like 2017 and to the beginning of 2018. I was like, I can't watch any more of this. Yeah. It's too like, uh, like brain poisoning or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it feels like, you know, you know how like when you have a spare bit of time and you're like, oh, I should, you know, listen to a podcast or like I should do the dishes and like educate myself while I'm doing that or whatever. It feels like this is like actually making me dumber. Yeah. Like the opposite, <laughs> like just absolute garbage into my brain. I'm like, no, it's really garbage. Oh, God. It was a- like, I don't know if you saw this, but there was one like expose she did that was like, I mean, we'll get, we'll get into Is it in more your list? her tactics. It's not in my list. No. Oh, okay. I only um, watched the list. Sorry. Because it, it was just like this little like mini video essay she did on like Putin back in the KGB days when he would use video to uh, like ensnare politicians by having them like be around prostitutes, basically. The implication being that that whole like pee tape thing, remember when uh-huh. that was a thing for the dossier? It was like yeah. just well in line with Putin's historical tactics. And I was like, I, I think that was the point like, where nobody I was like, else right, I can't. Think, I can't. Nobody else but Putin could think of video as being damaged. <laughs> yeah, she really, she's one of those people that in her heart of hearts thinks that like Putin is the sole arbiter of every single thing that happens in Russia ever. <laughs> she, she, yeah, I can't. Yeah, she's. She is dumb. She's <laughs> she's dumb. One of yeah. the words. Yeah, she's um, dumb. But did you also, you probably watched her videos like on over time, like speed it up, right? Yeah. Sped up. Sped yeah. up. Jesus. Two, Which makes two it like, X. Makes it much worse. I know it does. It's like more like it's a concentrated brain. Poisoning. <laughs> she's just like. <laughs> and if you like, if you look at her face when she's doing it, she's like blinking a lot. and oh like God. twitching. Yeah. I, that's the thing is, it's like, not only do I hate what she's saying, I really don't like her affect. And her aesthetic. Like, I mean, I know all cable TV is just like absolutely horrible visually, but like it's also horrible like at one one that stands out to me is a brick wall like this is sort of taking up three quarters of the screen behind her a brick wall painted red white and blue you know how she'll have like a phrase of the day a slogan Ugh. i can't remember what it was it's like you know trapped or something like one or two words oh, and it's just like in big block letters on this like red white and blue brick wall yeah, for no reason. yeah yes yes like, there was one that was like a test <laughs> a test yeah it's like who's your graphic designer also just uh, so bad i know it's but, really bad but it's probably but, hits the target audience just right all those boomers are like ah yes i don't know, <laughs> test. I don't know. they like it's not like they have to like that it's just that they're being like force fed that i think and also it's not just them it's not just baby boomers that's what's scary okay well we'll get into that let's let's introduce the show this shit feels like i won't ever make it um from st petersburg in brooklyn this is she's in collusion i'm lily and i'm rachel (laughs) 
Hey, I'm Rachel. <laughs> and we're Rachel Maddow. Hi, I'm Rachel. Can you <laughs> yeah. just imagine how she introduces herself? Oh, uh, God. I don't, yeah. We're the about to listen is, to a lot of her. So apologies yeah. to our dear yeah. audience that is listening. Like, you're going to have to listen to some Rachel Maddow, but not as much as we had to listen to. Yeah, and also just like, sorry that we're even talking about her, but <laughs> something you have to do something when like, I don't know. <laughs> to your very large and influential audience. Yeah. yeah, we have to help you stop giving her good ratings. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's basically just an excuse for us to hate on something, which is our favorite activity. Well, yeah, it's fun. It is fun. Okay, so overall what, hate. How do you want to get into it? Should I start by playing a clip to kick us off? Sure. We're going to be going vaguely chronological. I'm not going to like focus on it and be like, this happened on September 27th, but just know that we're starting right around like the inauguration time. Inauguration, yeah. Yeah, and then going to somewhat present day. Um, so this particular clip. So in 2008, this Russian oligarch, and you're going to have to help me with the pronunciation of this, Dmitry Rybolev. You should just you should just look at it. Let me look at it. Rybolovlev. Okay. Rybolovlev. All right. So that Dimitri is a, that's hard. Hardy. That's so. That's his name. Um, he's he's a Russian oligarch, um, and he's getting a divorce. And as a way of keeping his money from his wife, soon to be ex-wife, he starts buying a bunch of a bunch of properties. Um, among which is this like kind of horrible, gaudy house that at the time was owned by Donald Trump. And remember, this was in 2008. Um, and he pays $60 million for it. And both he and Trump have stated that they never met in the process of, like, doing this deal for this house. Um, so no, Maddow, he pays, like, a hunt. He pays more than that. He And Trump makes $60 million. That's the point. Oh, okay. Right, he pays, so, like, $100 million or something insane. Yeah. Okay. So, so Maddow goes sniffy around who the intermediary for this deal must be. <laughs> Remember I said that he's one of the major shareholders in that bank of Cyprus? The chairman of that bank, as I said, is the former chairman of Deutsche Bank, which just paid a $630 million fine for laundering illegal Russian money. Uh, he was installed as chairman at the Bank of Cyprus by the two vice chairmen of that bank. One of the vice chairmen of that bank is, as I mentioned, Vladimir Putin's close associate. But the other vice chairman of that bank is an American. The American is, in fact, the single largest shareholder in that bank. That bank that includes the guy whose firm was just done for the Russian money laundering and Vladimir Putin's very close associate. I should tell you, the vice chairman who that guy replaced was not only also a close Vladimir Putin associate, he was a guy who Putin was in the KGB with before he became Vladimir Putin. This bank is, is also owned in part by the Russian king of fertilizer, who did this inexplicable deal that Donald Trump miraculously stumbled into. That netted him $60 million for doing basically nothing. There is one American who is in the middle of that bank, who is the single largest shareholder, shareholder in that bank. There's one American in that bank. And tonight, that American was just confirmed as our nation's new Secretary of Commerce. Bam! <laughs> His name is Wilbur Ross. He's an American businessman, longtime friend of Donald Trump. 
not much experience in international banking, but inexplicably ended up the majority shareholder in a Cypriot bank with all sorts of ties to Vladimir Putin and to a Shut Russian up. oligarch who somehow, through some intermediary, we don't Go know who, ended up stuffing $60 million into Donald Trump's wallet, paying him $100 million for something that Trump had just bought for $40 million, and that the oligarch apparently had no personal interest in whatsoever. He never even bothered living in it and maybe never even visited. Gas. Okay, I think her main, like, I don't know what the word for it is, but her main, Tactic. like, logical problem is that she often misinterprets, like, um, wealthy people, like, capitalistic conspiracy, like, uh, like, just, like, the general global elite of the world as being russian like as being as being a russian conspiracy or like indication of some sort of quote collusion versus just being like donald trump was like a billionaire in 2008 this king of fertilizer she insists on calling him is also like insanely wealthy and like wealthy people do shady things together it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that he's russian wait wait, wait hold on hold on that's not the point of the story also it's not like necessarily shady like, it's not shady for Trump to sell a house for a higher price. It's just, like, nice it's, for no, him. It's not shady at all, but I... But <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. It's not shady, shady at all, but, like, Trump is a shady person. Wilbur Ross is a shady person. I'm sure this guy is a shady person. Like, you can't have, like, hundreds of millions of dollars and not be shady in some way. Well, what about Jeff Bezos? <laughs> oh, yeah, excuse me. He's oh, very above board. Um... The thing is, like, there's a few things here. Yeah, like, sh she's pointing out that this, you know, nail in the coffin or whatever is that this person was just appointed. Like, what does that, what is she implying there? Because she does a lot of implying. She's just implying that, like, Trump owes that person a favor. Like, it's really confusing yeah, what she, she's actually saying. She doesn't imply what she likes to do. is She just is like, here's this one event that took place that is the buying of the house. Here is some vague or, like, explicit connection to putin but it's like she likes playing like six degrees of vladimir putin that's like her thing and then like but like what can you yeah then the implication summer? is that i don't know it's just like she believes that putin is this evil person and that he is like some sort of um svengali type that's like pulling the strings on donald trump so like any event that involves Putin and Trump even somewhat relatedly is like an indication of something to her I mean yeah but it's just like it's there's like two problems one problem is that like in this example you know it's like a typical Rachel Maddow thing where she lines everything up and then she's like and there it is <laughs> he's getting into office and people know a little surge <laughs> yeah but people are like wow and but not only is it unclear what she's actually implying or, right. or accusing or saying, like, yeah. that's unclear. At least Alex Jones is like, these are crisis actors. <laughs> Alex Jones is like, this is what's happening. Drag queens are pedophiles. <laughs> You're like, okay. It's like, clear. okay. There's nothing implied. It's, it's right there in the open. <laughs> but, like, see, the thing with her is, like, not only... The thing is with her is like not only is it actually not clear, even if it was clear, then you have to go back and break down everything she said and be like, wait, 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 what are you saying? I would even like, I don't know, I would start with being like, I, don't, I would even start with using with the word oligarch. I don't know who this guy is. He's the king of fertilizer, Lily. 
I love, oh yeah, and I love how she's like, as he's known as the king of fertilizers. It's like, who the fuck told you that? I know no one on your team knows any Russian. It's just like not possible. No, yeah, no, totally. I saw this bitch, like, she was reporting, I can't, I didn't end up including the clip, but she was reporting on some Russian official, and she Google translated his tweet, and then made fun of the wording of the tweet. I was like, you Google translated it. You have actually no idea what it says. She so so yeah and so not only like and then you have to question all the other things she said like she at some point says I mean I just kept writing down quotes as I was watching I was like this is unbelievable because she just sort of tumbles past them that's like part of her tactic mm-hmm. she just she does a lot of that thing where she says something as though it's a fact like um you know just referring to Russia interfering in the elections all the time as though it's a fact. Right. Um, and early to, or, on, too. Yeah. And, and I referring like to things too. in the dossier as if it's a fact. And she'll sometimes explicitly say, like, the unconfirmed dossier, but then she'll, like, use things in the dossier. Right. And here, like, she says, or she, I love how she says here, he, you know, another guy who was in the KGB w- with Putin before he came, became Vladimir Putin. I was just like, what? <laughs> You mean before he became president? Yeah. Like, he is also, was also Vladimir Putin. And it's it just like, she she just has like oh really intense God. keywords that she hangs on to. Yeah. Like Vladimir Putin and, I don't know, Trump collusion or something. Yeah. But yeah. And then, so it's like, even if her argument at the end like made sense and was as clear as like, you know, A equals B or whatever, mm-hmm. then A equals B. That's not a good one. But you know what I mean? Um <laughs> Then still, you'd have to like go back and be like, hold on, all of the parts don't hold up. It's also, it's like 2008 and like, what, you're not, like, it doesn't make any sense. It's just like, what do you think? I mean, there have, I can't remember who it was. It was like some really legit person, I should have gone and found it, who went on MSNBC and suggested that Trump has been a Russian spy for several decades. He's like, we don't know if it's true, but it could be. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like the editor of like, not the editor of The Atlantic, but like something along those lines. And I read about that. Yeah. Th- th- that guy in the Vox piece you sent me who was sort of like breaking down how horribly the media has handled this whole situation. You know who that is? That Matt, Matt, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but like Taibibi is the one of the co-founders of that, the Exile magazine. Remember that? Oh my With God, Mark really? Ames. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. Well, I appreciated his interview. I didn't read his original article, but I would be happy to. But anyway, he was like, <laughs> if he were to send it to me, I would read it. <laughs> um, he like mentioned how that was based on like two points, you know, like two pins or whatever. And then you try to string them together, but they both were just like. And the pins are like Trump went to Moscow in 1987. Yeah, yeah. Tr- <laughs> Trump, like, met with some Russian official in the late 80s and then, like, met with someone else. And he was like, yep, spy. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, but it's not funny. The other thing, okay, it's like these people really do are, like, it really does feel like an equivalency to somebody who's been, like, sucked down the rabbit hole of somebody like Alex Jones or, or, like, Glenn Glenn Beck. Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity. Yeah, I mean, overall... What is her, like, main tactic? I mean, she does use the tactic I already said of, like, saying things as though they've been factually proven, just sort of taking them for granted. And then, okay, she's not actually speaking as fast as I was listening to her, but she just kind of hammers away. You know, like, in the clip we just listened to, she's just, like, mentions the KGB thing really quick on her way to mentioning something else. And it's like, wait a minute, lady. 
like for, she she's sort of yeah lets things like fall together and pile up and then her favorite thing to do is you know when she'll like introduce a few things and then she'll do the timeline recap which she's like okay so <laughs> may 2017 so Casey were following that pile of garbage i'm gonna lay it out in a neat yeah line. so she's like and then she's like she's like holding up her fingers and like showing the points Ugh. i mean also if she wanted to do that she could do it more like visually it's kind of weird how she doesn't do it visually well she i think i think part of the appeal of those types of shows is that like it feels pretty personal it's like one person they're sitting there they're talking to you you know and if, if you she had the like points on the back behind her it would be well actually no if you had the points in the back behind her people would be like wait a minute <laughs> you haven't actually confirmed any of those points well, you're just saying things like yeah. i mean maybe they wouldn't be like that but i, I was reading some of the youtube comments just to be, see what people are saying and most of them are positive this is one example the way she breaks this stuff down is insane it's not possible that donald isn't compromised by russians it's just impossible at this point with so much evidence i hope the special counsel is all on these things they should definitely be watching the show because this is journalism at its very best yeah actually that reminds me of the description of a Facebook group called oh, Fans no. of Rachel Maddow. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Which is a public group. You feel free to join. Um, the description is, this group is for fans of the Rachel Maddow show. Rachel. Rachel Maddow show. She upholds the highest levels of advocate journalism. Her show educates uh. the public from a progressive point of view. If you admire her approach and want to follow in her footsteps, please join. <laughs> oh, my God. First of all, is there... I didn't know... I didn't know there was, I didn't know what advocate journalism is. Yeah, no, that know. sounds bad. <laughs> sounds like it's like an excuse for not actually being a rigorous journalist. Right. You advocate, just yeah. means like you yell at people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, which is like basically an, what journalists do now is like go on Twitter and like feel superior because Donald Trump doesn't like them. Journalists yeah. are really annoying. <laughs> Don't like them. <laughs> it's like Smith. you write like shitty articles for like i don't know not to like hate on buzzfeed but for buzzfeed or like some other stupid website where nobody actually reads the articles they just look at them or click to like look or at the they pictures. read them but they don't know anything. but they're like shitty and like you don't make any money and you're not good at critically thinking and then you get to go on like twitter and like feel all superior because you think you're doing god's work you don't make any money <laughs> you're you <poor>. idiot <laughs> <laughs> you're you, poor you're worthless you just like do like something that everybody else already does and like i don't know nobody outside of new york city cares about but i mean okay to be fair and this was was something discussed in that interview with with matt matt matthew this is a vox Ta interview taibi there's only there's one b there's two B's, but they're together. It's like oh, Thai, okay. or it's just Thai B. Thai B, Thai B. That's a know. weird name. Weird. It doesn't weird. sound very uh, Western European <laughs> to me. <laughs> so weird. What is that even though, really? I don't know. It could be like, I don't know. Let's find out. Okay. What's, what are you going to guess? I feel like it's like the only like Mediterranean of something. I'm getting that. Yeah, I was thinking, like, Israeli, but I don't know anything. Oh, oh that's, that might be a better guess, yeah. It says the surname is most most found 
wait, it's if, like U.S. and then Italy are the most common places for that name. Oh, okay. So maybe it's Italian. Wow, I didn't even recognize my own kind. I'm Matthew at the B. Taibe. Taibe. Well, I think it sounds more Israeli than Italian. TBH. <laughs> but anyway, so Matt, um, and he's Israeli, and that means... <laughs> Okay, March 2019, people. <laughs> Remember that day. Okay, so, yeah. He, in this interview, uh, Sean Illing, is that how you say his name? I don't know, let's just move He was interviewing the name him from Vox. He, so he, like, basically kind of criticizes him for not dividing up journalists enough. He's like, wait a minute, like, cable journalists and, you know, people who write are, like, two different groups and like you shouldn't put them in one in one box well, yeah, and then Matt's like, i wouldn't call people on tv as a journalist though yeah well some of them are i mean like they call them like pundits some of them are like more it's like you're just a face that yeah yells into a no, camera but it depends on depends on the the situation if it's like your show then you're supposed to be like a journalist like you're supposed to have like you know ethics and stuff okay. and like do work whereas if you're a talk show like a not a talk show host but just like a talking head you know like <laughs> telling the news that's obviously not a journalist that's a what are they called Te- a news anchor news anchor um but okay obviously there's a difference between cable tv and and not tv and like okay but still like matt is like very critical of um he's like okay people keep saying that and they're like well yes of course like tv went crazy in the past few years but like the written journalism has like been there's been a lot of really important reports and he's like but wait like no (laughs) no they also suck dick he's like i don't buy that like okay maybe a couple but like there's been a lot of bullshit too and a lot of people just like uh what we have always been saying sort of like taking a side before uh before it's appropriate to do so and just like hammering home this like collusion yeah story with a particular goal in mind yeah but the goal like to me the goal it doesn't even seem i mean i guess the goal is to like oust trump or whatever but it almost feels like the goal is in the in the uh, action itself which is that it like made people feel secure or something to talk about it maybe i mean maybe yeah and like it's also i mean he says like so matt calls this like the biggest disaster in journalism for the state of journalism because because the uh, end like in recent history i don't know because the end result is that now the report is going to be published soon and it looks like there are going to be no indictments <laughs> related to collusion no or that, like there's not going to be a, the conclusion that yeah the, you open the report it just says no <laughs> no these idiots actually thought that like trump was in a room with putin like all the time or something i don't it actually makes no sense but 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 that's the thing and so people are gonna like the media is gonna is already looking and will fully look once the report's published like complete idiots i mean so he thinks this is a crisis like for journalism i actually think people are so stupid and like overwhelmed right now that it's not going to change anything it's like whatever like the people who watch rachel will probably continue to watch her and You know, like it's some people will lose faith, but I don't think. Well, it's her be her like, the day the Mueller report came out, her rating, like her viewership, dropped significantly. That's good. At least some people have yeah. brains. I mean, I wish I wish you would just get like done, like you're done. You can't be on this TV show anymore. Okay, but let's let's move on because we have m- many a clip to listen to. Okay, going back to the when Paul Manafort was like center of 
the universe. Before he worked for Trump, real quick, he did a lot of, quote, political consulting um, and lobbying in Ukraine, most notably lobbying for Viktor Yanukovych, who was ousted in 2014 during Euromaidan, but was the fuck, president, president or prime minister. <laughs> he was the president. President, okay. Or, as Rachel says, the pro-Russian, pro-Putin dictator. You're right, 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 right. Uh, there we go. So, so the, this particular clip that we're going to play, um, basically the background, is that some lawmaker who is a member of Yanukovych's party takes a meeting with Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, in New York. And the result of this meeting, a plan. The result of that meeting was, reportedly, a plan to give Vladimir Putin everything he could ever want from a birthday present short of Rex Tillerson popping shirtless out of a cake. Uh, the plan had three parts. Number one, they would oust the new president of Ukraine, <laughs> the one who came Ugh. in and replaced <laughs> the pro-Putin kleptocratic dictator with that the private hilarious, Rachel. So They'd get rid of the new guy who replaced the pro-Putin guy. Number two, Russia would get to keep Crimea. Russia would get to keep the parts of Ukraine that they took when Russia invaded parts of Ukraine and just took over their territory and started just calling it Russia. This new plan... <laughs> Part two of this new plan would oh, you're such a fucking cunt. Okay, those parts of Ukraine that you took, they're now Russia. Why are you so stupid? Would be for the United States to drop our sanctions against Russia that we levied against them for invading Ukraine and taking over part of that country. So obviously this is a very fair deal. <laughs> right? This is a great deal. Putin gets what he wants in Ukraine. He gets to keep the parts of Ukraine that he took and we stop being mad at him about it. It's a great deal. It's win, win, win. For Putin, Putin, Putin. <laughs> oh, my God. Please uh. never laugh again, Rachel. I hate it. I know. It's really bad. Okay. Let's, let's keep moving along. Um, Roar. So, so during um, all the, like, Michael Flynn stuff, which we, I think we talked about on the podcast, that happened back in the day, like, right around the time of the inauguration, right after Trump was sworn in. Um, remember he talked about lifting sanctions before being in office, and that was what all the hubbub was about. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so during this time in this like hubbub, there's this picture at some that existed at some in, during the Obama years at some luncheon where Michael Flynn is at the same table as Putin, and Rachel's on this like what at the time was this Viceland show called Jesus Samaro and talks about this picture. Do you ever notice though? So there's that picture that everybody's seen of Michael Flynn sitting, the national security advisor sitting next to Putin at mm -hmm. that dinner, yeah. right? Yes. So the army is investigating mm -hmm. him the right now for taking money to do that. Have you ever noticed the other person who you recognize sitting at that table? No, who is it? Jill, Jill Stein. Oh! Jill Stein is sitting on the other side of Putin, <laughs> at the, in, like in the foreground of that picture. Can we please see that? See the gray hair in the front there? That oh, is Jill Stein. Oh, shit. Yes. Jill Stein oh, just took a stack of hundreds from her ear, like, Yo, <laughs> Rachel, why are you snitching? <laughs> Yo. Hey, I told you it was the funny. Yo, delete that Snapchat. I know. Oh, Rachel, oh. what you doing? I know, so everybody's like, wow, how come this, like, super, super aggressive opposition that we saw with these third-party candidates, how come they haven't said anything since this Trump oh. scandal is broken? I don't know, Jill! Oh. I can't pronounce it in Russian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No! Hope you're really psyched about your Wisconsin vote totals! God, wow, what a cunt. <laughs> it's just, there's nothing else to say. I mean, what, so what's she implying there? Can you spell that one out for me? Um, 
Jill Stein. She's. I don't know. I don't know. She is. She's saying that none of the third party candidates for the 2016 election have piped up about the Russia collusion narrative. And here's this picture with Jill Stein sitting at a table with Vladimir Putin. So, therefore, Jill Stein knows about the conclusion as as and is complicit in it. It's like, bitch powerful politicians have lunch with each other is that okay it's just crazy like and nobody's questioning like and what do you and what do you have to say about that rachel they're just like oh damn like (laughs) jill stein's hair like oh my god and also if if it's true like what you said she didn't actually do anything with money that she's supposed to use as a recount like that could have been something they, they made jokes about that okay but still like I know I well yeah she just like it's really fucked up it's like okay you do it on your own show that's fine but then like you go to other shows that like aren't politically focused and you know you're not going to get questioned about shit and then you just are like conspiratorial and like funny enough that like it plays into the like natural flow of that show or just like yeah and just to go back I mean going on doing it on your own show is also bad and like that kind of bullshit that we've seen now a few times in every example, which is just like not actually saying what she's. Yeah. She never says I don't explicitly know how to say an it in accusation. Or, or, yeah, but she never like accuses anyone or does anything. She just says like um, a few different facts and it's like, look at that, people. Yeah. Just look. <laughs> just look. Just look at that. Like, and everyone's like, if they don't, if they, if they, it's actually kind of amazing. It's like, if they don't get it, which they can't because there's nothing to get, right. they're like, they're like, oh, wow, it's, like, so complicated. Like, that person who left a comment, like, how is it possible that she brings all this stuff together? They're just like, wow, so complicated. Like, it must be something. It's like you just put a bunch of Russia shit in one area for 20 minutes. I mean, yeah. Like, I can't, oh, I can't pronounce Russian. What a fucking idiot. Or, like, I mean, I'm pissed about the clip before you played. Just, like, there's the pro-Putin dictator thing, and that's, like, whatever. I'm less pissed about that. But this is the kind of thing, like, millions of people watch Rachel Maddow, and this is where they get their ideas about, you know, Russia and Russian politics is from phrases like, quote, invading Ukraine and took over a part of Ukraine. It's like, you don't even know, they don't, people don't know what you're talking about and you're saying something that's like highly politicized. Yeah, it's highly politicized and it's it's particularly bad because of the reason that there isn't any actually logical thread through this and that it is just like a big implication is like, rather than people being like oh i don't like like not that this would be good but like i don't like russians because their government did x x and x instead you just have a vague sense of disliking russians because the implication is that they do all this shady shit right which is like a long time stereotype and she just like that's what holds all of her things together or which i really liked from the other one she was like i think it's from the one where he's like uh, according to her laundering money, the guy who was going through the divorce and bought a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. um, which she says is like straight up money laundering, which is also like not proven. He, he it's not, you know, okay, it's no, possible, no, no. but she, it's also possible. She was talking, she was talking about Deutsche Bank, which was fined like a shit ton of money for no, laundering. No, 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 I know they were, but she was before that, she was talking about like, he's, well, okay, no, I guess he's not trying to money launder, but she highly implied that like his money was ill gotten and that he was trying to like not only hide it from his wife, not hide it, but like get it out of her reach. He was also just trying to like move it and stuff. It was because of the Deutsche Bank thing, it was like implied that yeah. 
he was yeah. also which like sketchy. is probably which is, is probably true but like right the way she probably. handles it is but she certainly doesn't know no she certainly doesn't know and she doesn't handle it in like a dignified way she just is like puking all over the screen and then at some point she says she's like he's trying to get as much of his money as much of his russian money and oh i wrote that God. down because i was like <laughs> all right <laughs> you're saying this connection to what's his name wilbur or whatever the fuck ross yeah the connection like just the fact that this guy is russian and he bought something from donald trump and then also he's something has to do with something with the bank in cyprus so cyprus which also has a guy the guy the cyprus is only connected to deutsche bank because a guy from deutsche bank went there that's the only connection. Uh, yes. Um, it, it's very confusing. <laughs> and But then you say yeah. things like as much of yeah. his Russian money. It's like, it's his money. He's Russian. <laughs> like, leave this man alone. But it's leave dirty money. nice rich man alone. I mean, yeah. and the whole point of that clip is to imply that Wilbur Ross is the mediary for this deal. But she never explicitly said that because she knows right. that would be... If she said anything too explicit, people would be like, wait, what the fuck? People would be like, what the fuck? And it would technically be, like, not ethical or whatever. But, like, you can imply up the wazoo. She also says kawinky dink all the time, which I think is one of her greatest offenses. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ew, I, I hate that. She's like, a kawinky dink, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Or, yeah. Why don't like, you go but, suck a bag of dicks? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no she doesn't suck dick sorry she doesn't suck dick. why don't you go suck a giant pussy how about that <laughs> get lost in it yeah. i mean but that yeah but like as much of his russian money like straight up explicitly using the word russian as a pejorative yeah <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> yeah, like a synonym for dirty oh my god that one that for some reason that one's sticking with me the most because it's the hardest to like understand what she's actually implying and is actually so empty whereas like the jill stein one she, it's also empty but it's at least shorter it's just like jill <laughs> it's stein, less words <laughs> it's like jill stein like hung out with putin once which means that she also like i'm implying that she also is like on putin's side yeah. and wanted trump to win which is if you actually think about what? it literally bad i know it is it's really bad shit okay so, yeah, as we've been talking about, she likes to do this thing where she presents things side by side with the implication of a causal relationship where there is none. And she does this a lot, you know. Without ever stating it clearly so that right. no one can, like, really argue with it because she's not actually stated anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, you know, Trump sold his house to a Russian oligarch. Putin knows oligarchs. Um, therefore, something. Or uh, bots spanned people on Twitter. Um during the election, and, and this is a true number, 20% of all activity about the election was generated by bots at the time. Wait, wait, this was like in the, but this was particularly in like a seven-day period. Okay, in a seven-day period, excuse me. November um, 1st through 9th. Okay, so right in the week <laughs> leading up to the election. And also, Russians use bots to influence the 2016 election, uh, the implication being that 20% of discussion about the election was Russian bots. We now know that what appeared to be a mysterious tidal wave that turned social media into brainless anti-Clinton mush during the campaign, that was not only part of the Russian attack. It's part of the Russian attack that is being investigated by the FBI's counterintelligence division, including the possibility that there was some kind of cooperation or coordination in that part of the attack from pro-Trump forces inside the United States. We will have more on that ahead tonight, including one of the reporters that broke that story. But I 
before we bring that reporter in, I just want to leave this on, on one last point that I think is worth keeping in mind. And when I describe this point, you are going to think that I'm getting into obscure and academic stuff. <laughs> but so you know academic. What? At this point, I'm starting to feel like the obscure and academic stuff is sometimes where the real meat of this story is hiding in plain sight. Very little of this story has been broken by secret information. A lot of this story has been broken. A lot of the story has come into focus by just looking hard enough at what is out there in open sources. Okay, so this, here's one last point. As the FBI and congressional investigations and journalists continue to authenticate and flesh out just how much Russia did, just exactly what Russia did to us last year, and as we continue to get more information about contacts between Trump campaign people and the Russians during the time that the attack was underway, despite the fact that the Trump campaign denied it all these months, as those pieces are starting to fall into place, it really is worth looking at the way the Russians talk about this stuff themselves, because they are proud of their capability in this regard. They really did have a Putin senior advisor last February threaten in public that the United States was about to be humbled and brought down to an equal footing with Russia by a new offensive capability in information warfare that the Russian military was about to unleash against us. They really did do that. They got out in public and pounded their chest about it. They, the Russians. They, the Russians. How dare they deign to suggest that we be on their level? <laughs> yeah, actually, about that whole, like, speech that she keeps referencing, um, first of all, I think people use, like, well, definitely people use Putin ally, like, way, way, way too loosely. But they use, like, you know, advisor also really loosely. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> who the fuck is this person? I don't know. Um who actually gave the speech, but like, whatever, let's say he's actually someone important. The actual wording of the speech, at least according to the translation she presents, because she doesn't present the Russian, is like, this is, remember, it's like, this is not 2016, it's like 1948, and like, we're going to show the Americans that we're on equal playing field, or like, we're on an equal level with them, and they have to take us seriously, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, <laughs> the way she like trans, I mean, that's, that is what it is, but the way she like translates that immediately is she's like, they said that they would bring America down. <laughs> it's like, nobody said that. Oh, God. You're out of your goddamn mind. Like, nobody said anything about bringing anyone down. I mean, it is whatever. Like, it maybe it's threatening, but you don't need to like exaggerate. Like, <laughs> you don't need to exaggerate, Mrs. Maddow. Or yeah. the whole pump pounded their chest about it. I really, yeah. it's like, I don't know. That's borderline. I mean, that's again, like all Russians, this like mythical figure of a Russian is like a big, bulky, barbaric man. Yeah. Who is also a crook or like, they love those words, like goon. <laughs> um, and just like, it does, isn't smart. So just doesn't have any way of articulating themselves verbally, but just bird pound yeah. their chest yeah. that's how russians speak yeah. because rachel can't understand their language <laughs> <laughs> it looks a lot like they're just going rah, 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 rah. <laughs> i don't understand it they're not speaking american to they, me they don't got the american it's it's funny because she there's at times where she almost borders on like understanding that the what she's doing is very conspiratorial or almost saying it explicitly and then she just like says it as a positive thing, like saying, you know, very few of these connections have been made by secret information. You just have to look really hard at the public information. It's like that's 
sure that's a tactic that people use that's effective in some setting but that's also like the base thing of of like conspiracy thinking is you're just like you look look at things and you're like this 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 i mean yeah that part didn't bother me as much as she also was it in this one where she like acknowledged Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, this is going to sound a little bit academic. Oh, my God. Like, what are you talking about? No, it doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't sound academic (laughs) at all, and you don't sound smart. (laughs) It's going to be a little tricky, but bear with me. I actually, at first thought she was going to be like, this is going to sound a little, like, conspiratorial, but she didn't quite get to that. Oh, wait, wait, I have a great quote from this. She starts out this this little, whatever you call it, this, like, show that we just listened to a clip from, um, talking about a, like i guess a twitter bot that existed mccarthy it was called like bot oh, mccarthy yeah. bot or something yeah. remember that mm-hmm. i mean it was explicitly robot like, mccarthy call, yeah it was called robot um <laughs> and it was a bot that just like responded to anyone like retweeted anything that someone said about socialism or communism and with like little stupid puns and like just trolled them yeah and she says when I found out about this, like, bot, she's like, so it's not like she's explaining how bots work, mm-hmm. right? She's like, it's not like a real human responds to and searches and finds these. It's a computer program. And then she says, quote, that was the first time I really understood that people could automate social media stuff, how they could program what appeared to be a human online to do stuff a real human doesn't have the capacity to do. That was the first time. I mean, I don't know what year that robot mccarthy was from also that doesn't surprise me at all like it doesn't surprise me either but just like she says these like blatantly like idiotic things like that's like such a stupid thing to say i don't know i don't i don't feel like that's that idiotic like if she came across that in like 2014 or something like people really throw around the word bot and don't have an understanding of what that actually means that's true it's better to explain what it is than to not know what it is but i just well i guess i was just assuming it wasn't that long ago and it just seems like it seems scary that at the time of speaking, which was 2017, yeah, that she was using this like very simplistic language, and not just her, but everybody like continued to use this language, like a lot of people in in government and in media, of you know like what we've talked about before. Of well, like they're, they're scared of tech because they don't understand it. They don't understand it, but like I- admitting that they don't understand it to, like to such an extent. Yeah. Well, I yeah no, I mean that yeah, was remember, that's how it works. It, it's really bad. Like it, no, it's really bad because it's like okay, you're not like you're not qualified at all to like if you're a legislator right. to like create laws that would actually regulate tech in like a intelligent way. And that I think to me that was like particularly blatant when uh, Mark Zuckerberg had to testify about like basically data usage on Facebook and it was so clear that none of the people asking him questions understood even like what a database is. Like there was so many times when they would ask a question that was like not even a question that you could ask and he would have to ask them to clarify or he'd be like, that's not how things work. And it's just like, you're, you're supposed to be like holding this person accountable for like the really technical things that happen at Facebook. And you're not even able to understand how data is saved. It's not okay. And it, it kind of makes me think that there are other, that, I mean, there's probably like a sea of topics that Congress people are not at all qualified to be legislating on, but it's just not as out in the open. And I'm like, you know, 
I understand how tech works oh, so yeah. I can see where the like disconnect is. But it's fucked up. It's like you need to te- find somebody to teach you and stop being a little bitch. About I mean, it. that's actually something that Matt Taibbi also talks about is like the effects of this whole shit show that has been the past couple of years. The collusion or Trump gate or whatever you want to call it. Collusion accusations. Russia gate. In part, the Russia gate, sorry. In part is um, at least several very real measures that are in the direction of authoritarian in terms of censoring the internet in terms of how the government is treating like reacted to companies like facebook and twitter and how like the steps that they took it's not only it's the authoritarian part just being like we want to be able to control this but then it's coupled with this pretty extreme incompetence yeah. So it's like you want to control that, but you don't understand what you, you don't understand how it works. You don't understand how it works, and you're too afraid to like actually learn. Like, there's anybody who does web development could like explain to you very simply how things work, and you're like not even willing to do that because it's like too hard for you and you're old or something. It's really frustrating. It's like, yeah, people, people like rail against the whole like everybody should learn to code thing, but like, legislators should definitely understand how a web application works yeah it's it, i don't know it like actually is is really frustrating i mean especially because you know how i feel about like the acceleration of technology and there's just like the only hope for it is like the self-governance of tech people which obviously like isn't a good thing to depend on it's so fucking surreal that fucking zuckerberg had to testify before the american government because of a couple of Facebook ads. I'm like still shocked. He had to, that. that is like the crazy thing, but they were quote asking him questions like about other data like retention policies. Like they really they did like quote go ham on him or whatever. Like they weren't it wasn't just about Russia stuff. Like that was the impetus for bringing him in, but they were genuinely asking him questions like about Facebook's architecture and like how much like they sell user data and stuff, all those sorts of things. Right, 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 right. Which is like, those are legitimate questions for sure. But if you're gonna like bring somebody in and question them for multiple days in a row, then you should understand how their technology works. And you shouldn't, when you don't understand, you shouldn't then ask that person how it works because they're not a reliable resource for reporting on how their technology does shady things. Right. I mean, it's like, obviously they have a lot of shit to deal with, but yeah, they're just like not briefed well. Nobody. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So, so I really wanted to get to the essence of Rachel Maddow dot connector. So um, here's a good. Oh, I love this example um, from after Facebook stated that the troll farm had indeed bought ads from them. Troll factory. Troll factory. Yeah. I don't want to be pejorative. Sometimes, some of these nights you feel like you connect the dots, sometimes you feel like, oh, it's one big dot. (laughs) Russian intelligence officers overheard discussing their plans to disseminate negative news about Hillary Clinton last May. Guy with Russian military intelligence background turns up in Trump Tower last June. Russian intelligence cutouts start distributing stolen hacked Democratic documents denigrating Hillary Clinton in July. Russian intelligence uses WikiLeaks to distribute stolen hacked documents denigrating Hillary Clinton in the fall. And all along for months, Russian intelligence is using American social media companies, including Facebook. Facebook now finally admits to circulate information intended to influence the election. 
It's like, it's like 17 different dots that are all labeled Russian intelligence, Russian intelligence, Russian intelligence. So this is a key part of the collusion narrative that was denied for months by this gigantic, powerful company. Now that Facebook is no longer denying it, now that everybody involved, except the Trump campaign, I think, admits to exactly what Russia did here, can we now look at what they did to see if they had help? If the, if the Republican-led congressional investigations aren't looking into that now, they should have to explain why they're not. Because now there's really no more disagreement about what happened here. The only question is whether there were American Confederates involved. And it's now a very investigatable thing. Amen. American Confederates. American Confederates. At one point in that clip, she's like, Internet Research Agency, which is the name of the, the like, it's one of the, it was at one point a name, a legally written, what is it called? Legally registered name at one point for the um, troll factory that we refer to colloquially as the troll factory. And she goes, Internet Research sounds like confusing or something, right? She's like, it's cited in uh, the, remember that intelligence community report? Yeah. <laughs> I read it. Yep. <laughs> when the community came together to file yeah. a report. So she's like, Internet Research Agency is like a real thing. It's cited in the intelligence community it report takes a as... community to raise a report. <laughs> as, quote, essentially as a project of Russian military intelligence. Essentially as a project of Russian military intelligence. That's how she... Essentially. She, effectively. Essentially. So that's how she characterizes the, the troll factory. And then she goes... She's like talking a little bit more about about the troll factory and like who's behind it and stuff, which we've gotten to on other episodes. So, I think it's called like what did we call that? It's the one about the thirteen indictments where we go over yeah once the people from the troll factory were indicted yeah, yeah we like read the indictment really we can link to it really in, the in depth of this one. So let me just so she she she'll, she'll do this thing where she'll quote from the report so it's like she is quoting a source and then she'll say her word like her conclusion word louder so two <laughs> examples one example is uh, she's like the report says the likely financier is a close Putin ally with ties to Russian intelligence <laughs> ally sorry listen okay I'm, I'm listen. sick from Rachel okay. <laughs> So likely fi fi financer. How do you say that? Financier. Financier. She had just quoted it saying likely and she just goes, so financier. Like she just like repeats that word. Mm -hmm. Like that's what she took away from the report. Not likely, <laughs> but she took away that word. Yeah, she, she cut hates out qualifiers. So she goes, so financier. Yep. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Moving on. And then uh, as she had just read, the report says close Putin ally with ties to Russian intelligence. This is still the this is still being qualified by likely in the original report, right. and she just goes, "Get that Russian intelligence," <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much how she works. It's like she did quote the source, but you're not going to remember that the source said maybe, probably, likely, and it said close, and it said allies, said ties. You just hear financed and Russian intelligence, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you then think you go away thinking that the Internet Research Agency is financed by the Russian <laughs> intelligence, which maybe. But it's we that know. simple. But it's like, it, that's how she works. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. her way of tying things together. It's really fucked. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's definitely not journalism, but it's just like also just trashy and like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like Maury Povich for liberal baby boomers. Um, yeah, she's, and she starts to, I feel like she spirals as like the months and the years roll over. Like she gets even more conspiratorial in some ways. I think that there's this like relationship in her brain on one side, 
is Trump and on the other is Putin. And then in the middle, there's like a sea of mediators. And because there isn't enough material to talk about like the direct relationship between Putin and Trump, she spends a lot of time talking about that kind of sea of mediators. The crux always being that they know Trump and that they know Putin and the implication then being, I guess, that collusion is inevitable or something like that yeah if they um, know each other then they're definitely doing something and this is together. a particularly good one in which she zeroes in on this wealthy couple wealthy russian couple who went to trump's inauguration alexei repik he is a russian pharmaceutical tycoon that's him on the right that's his wife in the center of your screen Mr. Repik and his wife attended the Trump inauguration. Now, we don't know why this Russian pharmaceutical tycoon's uh, interests might overlap with the Trump inauguration. We don't know why he was there. We don't know who invited Alexei Repik and his wife to come from Russia to attend the Trump inauguration. But we know they attended. And we know that because they posted an immense video library of their inauguration experiences online once they got home. Что это? Это здание Mail, почта, которое ныне является гостиницей Трамп. Но это все мы узнаем. Конечно же, это Белый дом. Now again, we do not know why this Russian pharmaceutical tycoon and his wife uh, attended the Trump inauguration. Uh, but we do know that the guy is, is really connected at home. We know that in part because of this photo of him meeting one-on-one -on -one with Vladimir Putin. It's so she shows this picture of of like a, a posed um, photo of of these two people meeting Putin and the tycoon or whatever, and then wait, who meeting the the what is he a dentist person dentistry is that what she said whatever this oh, guy who got invited to the inauguration, um, and a picture it's a picture of him and Trump together like a posed picture of them meeting across a desk and she's like and we know this is posed because of another picture and then it's like Putin and some other guy who I don't remember some other like wealthy Russian person and then she goes on to talk about how that guy is shady the guy in the second picture and it's like what so your connection is that there's a similar type of picture where they're posed across yeah. the desk. Oh, oh, I see. It's sorry, you said Trump, but you you mean they're both with Putin. They're both with Putin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 the it's the guy who the couple who was at the inauguration yeah. that he met with Putin, and that's already for her like you know standards. That's already enough. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, he, well, we have a picture of him meeting with Putin, and then he was at Trump's inauguration. Thus, but, he's like. But and then on top of that, there's another picture of a completely different person. Who we're, not, who we're not going to talk about how they're related, except that the pictures are the same. Because they're sitting in a similar like configuration. Yeah, they're probably sitting in the Kremlin. It's like where the press takes pictures when Putin takes a meeting that wants to be publicized. Yeah, it's, it's like actually <laughs> so crazy. It's like, oh, look, here's <laughs> Trump in the White House with one person. And, you know, there's another one with an another person. And then like to imply that those two people in the photo are like, I don't even know. I don't even... That's... I think that might be the craziest one for me. Yeah, that one's pretty crazy. <laughs> I didn't really get 
like I didn't really like fully understand that she was saying bad stuff about the second guy and trying to like use that to imply that the first guy the first the first guy also takes pictures with putin it's like bitch you take a picture with putin too if you're given the opportunity (laughs) that's true wait are we gonna listen to the one with subtract in it no oh god i just really it's also just like it pisses me off because she okay she shows her ignorance about technology and she and she shows her ignorance about about politics, she shows her ignorance about, like, other countries, like, for example, Russia. Yeah, it's like, if you're going to talk about Russia so much, like, why don't you learn three things about it? Right. And, like, in that, in the clips that we're not going to listen to, where she talks about their elections, it's just, like, I mean, it's, it's, I obviously take it very personally and, like, feel kind of, like, offended or just, like, pissed about it in a personal way. But, like, she, again, like, how she called Yanukovych, Yanukovych, uh, a pro-Putin dictator without, you know, blinking, just like ramble on through mm-hmm. that. Then she says things like, uh, she, she, her narrative straight up without any room for a counter narrative. Like, it's just like, it's like her biased opinion that she presents to millions and millions of people about the elections are that Putin handpicks all of the candidates. Right. And that they, that he's handpicked them and he, she goes through two of them. Um, even though there were m- much more than that this past election, she she specifically points up Subchak and then you know does the typical thing where she's like, yeah, the daughter of a very important uh, Putin like, ally, Putin ally, who's like, you don't even know what you're talking about and like how important that person was and what he did. So just shut up. Yeah, you I have mean, no idea. she reads like some shitty article and she's like, oh, okay, uh, the Paris Hilton of Russia got it, and her father loves Putin. Okay, done. And she said that he, that she, and she says as a fact that, that Subchak was picked by Putin. It's just like, you're not allowed to do that. No, no one watching your show knows that that's like actually not a proven fact. Like nobody knows that. And then she says in these, she says, quote, Putin decides who gets to run. Putin decides who gets not to run in these fake elections they now have in Russia. So it's like, that's what she's presented to people. It's like Russia, elections in Russia are fake. The, the truth of the situation is, is like, much more interesting. And, like, also, yes, there are elements that are, I don't know if you want to use, like, faked or rigged or whatever, corrupt, like, all of that. But, like, real people exist in Russia who vote for people. Yeah. You know? And it, it's, it's, like, so disrespectful. It's, like, it's so, she has no idea, that, like, about real people. No. She just has zero yeah. idea. So in her mind, Russia is populated by, like, Putin. And a then, bunch like, of poor idiots. And oligarchs. And then, I don't even know if she gets to that point of poor idiots. I, I think, think she, she, no, I think she has, like, a kind of uh, victimized, like, a vision of this, like, rabble that's, like, a victim to Putin's tyranny that, like, you know, in these fake elections, they may or may not, like, know about them. You know, yeah. she she doesn't, she just is so ignorant. It like, it hurts that she's like spouting this off to millions of Americans who are also equally ignorant. But then they think because she speaks with like, she she uses some sort of like difficult words sometimes <laughs> or whatever. She's academic. Her, her, like, she uses her like political speech yeah. sometimes. Like, you know, these little, I don't know. I mean, the rule of law, like little stupid phrases that she doesn't understand. When she says shit like that, like when she says, when she like summarizes, you know, the presidential elections in in Russia and and stuff like that, like I can intensely feel the like hordes of 50 plus liberals who, 50 age, 50 and up liberals who just like that goes into their brain and then I can just hear them saying the Russians. Like I just know exactly who those people are. 
Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. And then they say things like, then they continue to spout that garbage to each other at like cocktail parties. They're like, well, there are fake elections in Russia. Or they're like, Putin picks all of his opponents. Like, well, where'd you learn that? From some fucking cunt on MSNBC (laughs) who literally doesn't know anything. Left or right. Like, she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. Uh, All right. So uh, we have one last clip that is my personal favorite, just to cap off the episode and then we can stop. Okay. Okay. And it is like negative 50 degrees in the Dakotas right now. What would happen if Russia killed the power in Fargo today? Right? What would happen if all the natural gas lines that, that service Sioux Falls just poofed on the coldest day in recent memory and it wasn't in our power whether or not to turn them back on? I mean, what would you do if you lost heat indefinitely as the act of a foreign power on the same day the temperature in your front yard matched the temperature in, our, in, in Antarctica? I mean, what would you and your family do? What do you love so much about that? It's insane. <laughs> it's like it's like the other stuff at least orbits in this like vague political realm where the implications are drawn from like existing stereotypes. This is just like what? Why? What? Wait, is there was there anything that happened that is like the premise for this? Not that I'm aware of. No. This isn't like I couldn't find this like on YouTube or anything like I couldn't find the full episode of this. I think maybe they I don't know. I don't know if it got cut or something. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like maybe there was she was doing some expose on like Russians hacking shit where like they bring down power grids. But I don't know. I really don't know. It just feels like she made that up. yeah she was like it's cold like it was during that really cold spell she's like it's really cold oh no what if the russians get to us now at our weakest of a foreign what would you do yeah what would you do foreign like, government i don't know she 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 actually yeah i like also made a note of a quote she used about this whole like this whole this whole xenophobia she has i also was thinking after watching these videos i was like have you ever traveled like do you know what that there are people, <laughs> that there are humans outside of the U.S., outside of your horrible no. like MSNBC I mean, studio. I think maybe she's one of those people that didn't start traveling until she got like significant money. And now when she travels, she travels in a very specific way. Right. Just like to a hotel yeah. and is like And maybe on she's a beach. driven around and like, yeah, she doesn't she's understand like, that there are people. Definitely I mean, she probably doesn't, doesn't even really understand that there are like people in the U.S., you know? Or, yeah. And, and yeah. And definitely or she does go like say she goes to like i don't know some non-white country and then she she probably like you know sometimes ventures onto the street and like buys some like street food and like feels like she's being really like authentic and it's like but she's just like treating that person like obviously they're not a real person and they don't have any like political awareness that's like her actual opinion not like me in my show the rachel maddow show because the dictator probably rules the country That is the episode. Thank you for listening. As always, follow us on Twitter and Telegram at She's in Russia. Support us at patreon.com slash She's in Russia so that we can continue to combat Rachel Maddow. Uh, sign up for our monthly English-based newsletter at She's in Russia.com and check out some of our remaining 
Russian clothes at depop.com slash she's in Russia and we'll link to relevant other episodes we've done in this episode description anything else description nope that's it happy spring goodbye goodbye